This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's 5.07. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. First up on the show, we're paying tribute to this beloved singer. You know, we say dulcet tones quite often, mm. but never has that been more appropriate than when you listen to Olivia Newton-John singing Hopelessly Devoted to You. It's a sweet soprano. Uh, it's a sweet soprano. Um, sadly, Olivia passed away yesterday in her home in Southern California. She was 73 years old um, and her death was announced on her Instagram account saying that she passed away peacefully at her ranch home surrounded by family and friends. And so we're paying um, a bit of a tribute to her today. So uh, before we get to her career, I think in recent years, there has been quite a lot reported on her fight, her very long protracted fight against breast cancer, actually, because most recently she had disclosed in 2017 that a recurrence of breast cancer had metastasized and spread to her lower back and then she had to cancel some performances. But she was actually first diagnosed with breast cancer in 1992. She underwent a partial mastectomy at the time. And that led her to basically 30 years, is it 30 years? Yes, 30 years really of being an advocate for breast cancer research and other health issues and establishing a cancer treatment research facility in Australia. She also dedicated a number of albums and concerts to raise funds for research and early detection of the disease. So that is her, I suppose, research and philanthropic activist side. But many of us would also know her from... Well, basically, films like Grease and songs like we just heard and also physical. Oh, I'm glad you brought up. Um, I, I guess that's really the, the the many ways in which her career has evolved, right? Because mm. for most of us, our first introduction to Olivia Newton-John would have been with Grease. Um, and what an enduring performance that is. Not just the acting, but the singing, the chemistry that she has with John Travolta. And and then she went on to also star in Xanadu, for instance, with Gene Kelly. Um but I think more than just um, more than the fact that she has a few of these iconic performances, she's really known for being um, 
a star both on and off screen. Um, all the all the things that you said, the advocacy for cancer research, but also just great relationships with people. And I think that comes through in um, the many tributes that people have been paying to her. So, for example, John Travolta, um, who famously was her co-star in Greece, said uh, posted on Instagram saying, "My dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. Your impact was incredible. I love you so much. We will see you down the road, and we will all be together again. Yours from the first moment I." saw you and forever you're Danny you're John which I think is just very sweet um, meanwhile Rod Stewart <laughs> who it's not a name <laughs> I expected to say called her the perfect lady gorgeous with great poise and with a certain Aussie sophistication her spandex trousers in Greece were my inspiration for my do you think I'm sexy era <laughs> so inspirations all the way around I just wanted to say that um, one of my favorite trivia bits from Greece is that she actually had to be sewn in to those trousers yes. they were so tight um, actually, if you're a fan of Greece, um, the two personas that she embodies in the film, mm. the uh, Sandy that you see at the early part, and then the Sandy that you see, you know, in said spandex. Who says stud. Yeah, um, I think he's, um, both looks are iconic, right? Um, we have Stalker Channing, who starred with her in Greece, of course, saying, I don't know if I've known a lovelier human being. Olivia was the essence of summer. Her sunniness, her warmth and her grace are what always come to mind when I think of her. I will miss her enormously. And finally, Kylie Minogue shared a photo of herself with Olivia Newton-John at the Royal Bicentennial Concert in 1988 uh, on Twitter saying, Since I was 10 years old, I've loved and looked up to Olivia Newton-John and I always will. She was and always will be an inspiration to me in so many, many ways. My deepest condolences to her family and loved ones. ONJ forever, all in caps. Um, and I just kind of love that, uh, especially from one Australian songstress to another. Yes, um, we are going to be joined very shortly by Sean Ghazi. Uh, singer and artistic director of Bobo KL to carry on this tribute to Olivia Newton-John. But before that, Lynn, I wanted to ask you, um, do you have a favourite moment from Olivia? I, I already said it, it, and we're going to play it later as well. I think it is that moment where she doesn't know how to smoke a cigarette, <laughs> and, you know, where you first see her show up with the dog whistles, and it's just an iconic, iconic film scene. Um, same. Um, I think I'd always have a soft spot for the "Tell Me More, Tell Me More" um, ah, summer loving. Yes, yeah. Um, and I think she's, you know, that's her. That's almost the first time you see her perform in the film um, and it's a beautiful song it's also super fun to listen to um, we're all fans here um, let us know do you have a favorite memory moment or song of, of Olivia Newton-John's you can call double seven double three two nine hundred whatsapp or send us a voice note at 018-789-8899 tweet us at BFM Radio Break from Mediocrity BFM 89.9 it's 5.14. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Lynn. And together we're paying tribute to singer, actress Olivia Newton-John. She passed away yesterday at the age of 73. So we are asking you, do you have a favourite memory, moment or song of hers that you'd like to share? You can call 777 WhatsApp or voice note us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is Sean Ghazi, singer and artistic director of Bobo KL. Good to have you with us, Sean. Hey, how, how's everyone? We're good, thank you. Um, what's your favorite, uh, what's your first memory of Olivia Newton-John? I think it's everyone's first memory, isn't it? It's uh, her Sandy in Greece, just em embodying everything that's bright and hopeful and innocent. I mean, that's a really good one. So um, with that said, then how did you feel when you heard the news today? Um, well, it, I, I was sadder than I thought I'd be. You know, I obviously, you know, I, I knew that she had, she'd been battling cancer for quite a while now. 
Um, but it just it brings you back, doesn't it, to to your to your childhood or to when to when you first you know heard her, her music or or saw her on screen. Mm, and yeah, no, I was, I was I was sad. I'm sad. What are some of your favorite works from her? Um, well, you know, um, obviously we're we're sort of like. Uh, Blinded by the success that was that was Greece, and um, uh, you know, I, I just keep thinking back to to that movie really, and uh, and I, I mean, I also I was I was reading about her this morning and um, forgotten that she had that she actually won Grammys aside from you know her work on on, on screen uh, for I think it was um, I honestly love you I, and another a track which I can't remember the name of right now, but um, you know I. I I, I grew up with with her playing on on the radio, you know. So uh, iconic, lah. What impact or influence did she have in general as a performer, and also has she really kind of inspired your work and performance? Um, ooh, big question. Uh, I think um, what what I liked about her in in, in the role specifically of, of Sandy is that she was just you know she's brought a lot of joy and hope. In, in that uh, in that role, and that movie is is still iconic. You know, it's still the, the musical is still running somewhere in the world right now. You know, and uh, and so I just I, I just I, I think back, and I'm just reminded by her her, her innocence and her and her sunniness. Uh, who was it? Stocker Channing mentioned her as um, as, as, as summer, summer in a person, which is perfect. Sean, I mean, you're a singer yourself. You also, of course, feature many singers in Bobo KL. Um, what is it about her singing that is so singular? Um, okay, the word that just came to mind is truth, and that she, you know, um, there's there's no there's no fakery. What she sings, you you completely believe in, and I think that that is the the um, uh, characteristic that made us all fall in love with her. I think she's everyone's first girlfriend, right? When you think back to 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 that time, she's everyone's first crush, and uh, and I think that's that's what I love about her her singing, the honesty. You know, um, there there are a few people. Karen Carpenter is another one who who sang with that that innocence and that sort of truthfulness. I love that. We've been talking about Greece quite a bit. You referenced it as well. And it has continued to be a hit with generations of people. I mean, you mentioned that there are musicals, uh, the musical is still playing somewhere. I would also say that somewhere in a house is a child watching it too young and and being completely struck by it, um, even 30, 40 years after its release. Um, So you've talked about her character and that innocence Mm -hmm. and and hope. Why do you think Sandy and the film continue to resonate with people generation after generation? It's a classic story, isn't it? It's a classic sort of um, uh, reverse Cinderella in a way, right? Um, In in the biz, in in, in musicals, uh, the two Sandys are referred to as Innocent Sandy and Slut Sandy. You know, just so so it's clear for everyone working in the show, which costume we're talking about, which, which, which phase of the show are we in, you know, and I think it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's a fairy tale, you know, and, um, and, the, and, the, and the innocence that, uh, that, that surrounds the story, it's just, you, you never forget that. And even, you know, I, I want to watch it right now. I want to go back there and experience that and, and sing along to all the songs. Hey, did you know, Factoid, uh, that um, uh, Hopelessly Devoted to You was not part of the original score of Greece. It was actually her song, um, and she wanted to release it, and then she negotiated with the um, 
with the producers for them to include it into the into the movie, and then history was made. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, well, yeah. I'm really glad they listened to her. <laughs> yes, right. It's, uh, it's a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> but but speaking of which, um, that soundtrack, you know, it remains one of the world's best-selling albums. What makes it so special? And do you have a favorite song? Oh, favorite song, Summer Love in Love, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, you know, they used to be, any bachelorette party, you know, they, they play that and it's a, it's a favorite uh, sing-along. And, I, and of course, the, the two big um, um, solos, uh, Sandy and um, Hopelessly Devoted, you know, great, great songs to sing. So, 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 so shocked to sing. You know? <laughs> uh, so... In our introduction earlier, we spoke about her her solo career. We spoke about Greece, of course, but also of her activism and philanthropy. What do you think she's going to be most remembered for? Oh, Greece lah! <laughs> it's that. It's just it's just super iconic, you know. So, uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm glad that she was that she was also an activist and. and she had all that going, but uh, I think in terms of what she, what the the her, the blink when you think of. ONJ, who? What do you think of? You think of Sandy in that yellow dress, belting her heart out. <laughs> Sean, thanks for speaking with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That was Sean Ghazi, singer, actor, and artistic director of Bobo KL, um, speaking to us and paying tribute to Olivia Newton-John, who sadly passed away yesterday. So we've been asking you: Do you have a favorite memory, moment, or song of hers? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp, or voice note us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have some messages. Yes, but before that, can I just say that? A voice note represents a perfect opportunity to sing a small snippet this is of true. Olivia Newton-John. We would not say no to that. That's what I'm saying. But also, um, Yap says, ONJ was with me from my teens and she'll always be with me with her music and movies. Oh, that's sweet. Um, and, and I think that's really a, a sentiment that's coming through for many people. Uh, Sean said earlier she's everyone's first girlfriend yeah. or first crush, I believe, was something Rod Stewart said in his tweet. Um, and that's really it. If you watched Grease at a particular time... She's exactly the person you think of when you think, oh, first crush from on screen. Well, yes. And also because um, she's got different sides to her, doesn't mm-hmm. she? I mean, and that's part of the appeal. Um, Izam says, did you know that she did a duet with John Denver? To which I would say I did not. Um, but it is called Fly Away and it's from 1975, I think. So it predates Greece's success. It was when she was... Um, Solo artist on the way towards the the grease boom. So let us know. Do you have a favorite memory, moment, or song of Olivia Newton John's? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred WhatsApp or voice note us. We won't say no to some singing at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM eighty nine point nine. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.